Happy Easter. Christ is risen. Sooner or later, you will cry. We all do, don't we? We cry about dreams that have been shattered. We cry because of our hopes that have been lost. We cry over relationships that have failed, that have turned from love to bitterness. We cry over pain, over heartbreak. We cry over the loss of money and the loss of homes sometimes. We cry over the loss of jobs. We cry over our families. We cry over ourselves. And we cry when death comes. A great friend of mine commenting on a friend of his who just died said, death is an intruder. There is an awful brokenness about our world and for all its wonder and beauty and joy and excitement, there is that terrible, terrible, searing pain that can reach into us. And we will all cry at some point. If you'd asked Mary why she was crying as she stood outside the empty tomb, I think what she would say would echo very much the experiences that we have about life. She would say, I think, I was crying about the awful blackness and brokenness and despair of our world that could take a man like Jesus who brought hope and comfort, who healed people, who spoke to them and spoke hope into their lives, could take somebody like that and destroy him I was crying about that kind of evil that there is in the world and weeping for the world. I was crying. I was crying because of the gratuitous evil. There isn't even a body here for me to pay respects to. I was crying for myself. I've lost a friend. I've lost the person who understood me most and who turned my life around and he's not here anymore. And I was crying because we who were followers of Jesus had a dream. A dream that Jesus had shared with us and that we had come to believe and had inspired us to such hopes for ourselves, for the world, 
for a restored relationship with God, for an end to the brokenness and the bleakness of human experience. That's why I was crying. But Mary, you stopped crying, didn't you? How did that happen? And I think Mary would say it stopped because I met the risen Jesus. That's why. As I stood that day by the empty tomb, I cried, and then I heard a voice that said, Mary. And I met the risen Jesus. The Jesus who I'd spent those years with. The Jesus who was my friend. The Jesus who knew me. And I realized that not even death itself had been able to hold him back. And something had happened which I couldn't explain, but there he was. And as he said to me, don't hang on to me, because I've not yet ascended to my Father and your God, your Father, my God and your God. And go and tell my brothers that that's where I'm going. Tell them that I am ascending to my God and your God, my Father and your God. I realized that all those things that Jesus had said about bringing in a new world, about bringing in a new order, about bringing in new hope for us, where God would be present, where the Spirit of God would not just be around, but in us. There would be a new era of intimacy with God, an era of restoration, where we were brought into a relationship with God, where God was our friend, and where there was a new hope for the future. So that when Jesus said, I'm going to the Father to prepare a place for you, I'm going to bring you hope, not just for the present, but for all of eternity. I realized as I spoke to Jesus and he spoke to me, as I had that encounter with Jesus, that it was true. What changed my life was an encounter with the risen Jesus. Why is that so important for us? The reason is this. Because at the heart of what it means to be a Christian is not simply believing certain facts like the empty tomb or what the Bible has to say about the resurrection of Jesus, about his death, about his teaching, about who he said he was. At the heart of what it means to be a Christian is an encounter with Jesus Christ. When Mary ran off to tell the disciples, the words were, I've seen the Lord. What turned her from tears 
and despair to joy was an encounter with the risen Jesus. The empty tomb wasn't enough. It was only when she met Jesus. That's a, what the, heart of, the heart of what he means to be a Christian. A Christian is somebody who's had a personal experience of the risen Jesus. You may be asking the question, and it's a good question to ask, how is that possible because he's not here physically? It's possible because he's alive and because his spirit is here. That's why it's possible. It's possible because of the resurrection of Jesus. Because the spirit of Jesus is present, present even here this morning, though we can't see him. But what does it mean to encounter the risen Jesus? Well, it will mean different things for different people. For some, it will be quiet and over a period of time. It will come slowly, almost imperceptibly. For others, it will be more dramatic. It will vary. But however that comes, it will be an experience of the risen Jesus that changes a person's life. For me, I was in my bedroom and I was struggling with the question, does this really work for me? Is it really true for me? Will God really accept me? Will he really forgive me? Can I really come into a relationship with God? And I was reading part of one of the Gospels and I was reading these words and suddenly the words came alive. And I wasn't just reading words from a text, but I was having an encounter with Jesus Christ. The words were Jesus saying, anyone who comes to me, I won't turn away. And the voice said to me, do you think I was lying, Graham, when I said that? Anyone who comes to me, I won't turn away? Do you think I meant that to include an exception, Graham? Anyone except Graham Wintle. And I said, no, I think you were telling the truth. And then I read on. Anyone who comes to me and believes in me, it is my Father's will that they should have eternal life. And the voice came back and said, Graham, do you think that's true? And I said, of course it's true, Lord, because you don't lie. So what's the problem? Everyone who comes to me, it is my Father's will. And then finally, the last bit was, and I, said Jesus, 
will raise them up at the last day. And I thought, I'm not sure you get a better guarantee than that. Because <laughs> what is there beyond the last day? If this is the promise that anybody who believes in Jesus now will be raised to new life at the end and to resurrection life which is for all eternity. And if that is the will of the Father, God's will, it's got to be true. But I want you to notice it wasn't just that I read the words. I had an encounter. And that made all the difference. At the heart of what it means to be a Christian is not merely the assent to a set of propositions about Jesus or God. It isn't about being in church or being religious or being good. It begins with a personal encounter with the risen Jesus. And that's possible because he's alive. He is risen indeed. So what would it mean? What would it mean to have that personal encounter with Jesus? There are two things that are important. Number one, you need to want that experience, that encounter. You need to want to have your life changed by Jesus. You need to want to meet him in that sense, to experience forgiveness and God's presence in your life and have your life turned around. You need to want that. But anyone who cries out and says, Lord Jesus, I want to know you, he will respond. He will respond. And so even though you may be very hesitant and very confused and very uncertain about all kinds of things, the promise is that if you cry out to Jesus, he will respond. So first of all, you need to want it. And then secondly, you need to trust him. You need to trust your life to him. That what he said is true that that promise of life, of forgiveness, of the presence of God so intimate that the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being in us. You need to trust Him with your life. To want Him and so to ask Him to trust Him. Will you still cry if you become a Christian, if you become a follower of Jesus? Yes, you will. You'll cry sometimes of a family. You'll cry of a lost opportunities. You'll cry of a lost hopes. 
You'll cry over yourself sometimes. You'll cry over death. But you know that death no longer has the last word because Jesus has been raised. The era of death is passing and it is already the era when the last word for those who are followers of Jesus is the resurrection to eternal life. So will you still weep? Yes. But you weep with a profound sense of hope because of the resurrection of Jesus. And here's the other thing. In those times when you feel that you're alone, when you don't know where life is going, when your life falls apart, when you sense despair, I want you to remember the story of Mary. There she is, crying, and Jesus speaks her name, Mary. For those who put their trust in Jesus Christ, there is never, ever a moment when he forgets your name. And when you are going through the worst experiences of your life, I want you to remember that he's speaking your name. You may feel that he's not there, and you may, may feel that nobody else is, but he's speaking your name. Mary. Graham. Your name. Why are you crying? He will never, ever forget you or leave you. And he's alive. He has been raised. He is the resurrection and the life. Have you had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ? If you haven't, I want to encourage you to respond to him. You may feel you're not good enough, and the answer is you're not. You may feel you've got all kinds of questions, and that doesn't matter. The questions need not keep you away. If you turn to him, he will respond. In a moment, I'm going to give a moment when you might like to pray quietly. I'll just leave a moment of silence. And you say to God whatever it is that you feel you want to say to Him. And perhaps for some of you, that might go something like this. God, if you exist, please will you make yourself known to me. It might be... Jesus, I realize I've understood all kinds of things about you and said that I believe all kinds of things, but there's been no reality to that. And I want that. I've got one or two little booklets here. I want to encourage you at the end of the service, particularly if you've prayed some kind of prayer like that, just say to me, Graham, can I have one of those leaflets? I'm not going to interrogate you. 
If you want to tell me your life story, you can, but just ask me for a leaflet. And the second thing is, I want to encourage you to sign up for the Alpha Dinner. Just sign up for the dinner. Don't sign up for the whole course. Just sign up for the dinner. Take some time out of your busy schedules to explore this. For some of you, it may be that signing up for the Alpha Dinner is the most significant thing you ever do because it will lead to an encounter with the risen Jesus. And that will change your life forever. Let's pray. Perhaps you'd like to bow your heads. Let's just be quiet. And I'll give a moment or two for you to respond quietly in your own hearts. Say whatever it is that you feel you want to say. Father, thank you that Jesus is alive, that he has conquered death, and he has dealt with our brokenness, our lack of love for you, our sin. Father, for every person who's cried out to you this morning in whatever way, Father, thank you that you promise to respond to us hesitant, insecure, with all our mixed motives, mixed hearts. So Father, please, would you respond now to the prayers of those who've cried out to you in Jesus' name. Amen.